Hey, it's Laura. And this is Amanda. And you guys may not know this, but it is Women's History Month, as well as Endometriosis Awareness Month for the month of March. The the whole month. Yes. To bring awareness. So, um, if you guys would like to uh, show your support for the women... 10% of women who suffer from endometriosis around the world, which is roughly 190 million women, um, then you guys can head over to our Instagram page, underscore what the F is happening, and send a donation. You can also find information on our Instagram about the charity that we've chosen to donate to. Thanks for your support. Garfield was always so mad about Monday. Yeah, yeah. I hate Mondays. Monday, Monday, Monday. Such a fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> Just another manic Monday. I wish I could just die. <laughs> I don't want to go to work today. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we're kind of like way off of track of what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be like, yeah, fuck Monday. So today we're going to talk about women empowerment. <laughs> well, I mean, we can be empowered to hate Monday. Yeah, it Woo-hoo. is empowering to hate Mondays. Right. But you know, I think it's even more empowering to be like the odd one out and actually love Mondays. Um, <laughs> but for us, that's a hard pass. <laughs> it's going to be a no for me. No, dog. dude, because I wake up and I'm like, oh, it's Monday. I'm going to be positive. It's going to be a great day. And literally like 30 minutes in, I'm yelling at my kids to wake up and get their clothes on like 52 times. And then they want to know why I'm yelling. <laughs> well, there goes that out the door. <laughs> All I wanted was to have a happy Monday. (laughs) Get your ass out the door. Get in the car. If we don't leave in the next five minutes, you're going to be late. (laughs) I'm going to lose my shit. You know what? It always takes that for them to look at you and like, why are you yelling? (laughs) (laughs) And then you just want to be like, are you freaking kidding me right right now? I legit have said it. Millions of times, just put your shoes on. Right. They don't even have to be on your feet. Just have your shoes in your hand and get in the car. Right. Have them on your feet before we get to the school. If you don't, I'm gonna eat you out of this. Listen, car. I'll just throw you out of the car with your damn shoes. Right. I don't care. At this I will point. eat you out of the car. I'm not even gonna stop. You would better tuck and roll. <laughs> tuck and roll. Can you imagine? Like, just rolling past the bus ramp and open the door and, like, kick him out. <laughs> the teachers would be like, DCF? <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, you need to stop. You need to stop. You need to stop. That's not how this works. That's <laughs> not how any of this works. <laughs> you ever wonder, though, if some of the famous women in history that were moms, like, ever felt the way that we do? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, 100%. They were, like, you know, they go down in history as this, like, amazing woman. But, like, if they could, like, think, like, see what is written about them in textbooks now, I feel like they'd probably be like, yeah, I did do that, but I also did beat the crap out of my kids. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
yeah, I yelled at them too. Yeah, or like, oh, I remember that day. I was really pissed off that day. Right? <laughs> Listen, I uh, I homeschooled my kids. Let's just say that. <laughs> so, you know, I don't. You, it's funny. You don't really think about like women in history, like how they were as like parents. Like you, we only really think about them in the way that they are written about. Right. So, like Queen Esther. I'm sure that she had kids, um, but nobody ever really talks about, like, you know, the Bible doesn't talk about, like, right. her being a mom. They just talk about her what she did for her people, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty uh, incredible. She uh, was Hebrew, and she married, I think it was King Herod? Yeah, I think so. And uh, he wanted to, you know, commit a mass genocide and kill all of the Jews. The Jews throughout history, they have just had it. Like they really yeah, they really have like has hated them throughout I mean, history. Yeah. I mean and it's I mean God warned them though. <laughs> I mean that's what Hitler's goal was. Yeah. I mean even it's sad to say, even today you still have people that are Prejudice. Uh, right. Yeah. Against somebody because of their religion. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, um, I mean, the Egyptians did it, too. The Egyptians enslaved the Jews. Um, so, but Queen Esther was, um, she was brave. Yeah. You know, like, you weren't supposed to, you weren't allowed to just go talk to the king. Like, you had to be summoned. You had to have permission. You had to be invited to speak to the king. And she just barged in there and, and was like, and was like, listen here. <laughs> You're going to pay attention to what I have to say. Right. And she was like, you're not going to kill these people. And he said, oh, well, why not? And she said, because those are my people. Right. I am woman. Hear me roar. Right. <laughs> and he was like, oh, shit. Well, I really like you. So I guess I'll listen to you because I want to keep you around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the power of the woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then, not, I don't know that this necessarily makes it right, but it is kind of empowering that she did, she turned around and, and killed all of the people that were going to kill the Jews. So. I feel like, like, I don't know if that two wrongs make a right thing. Right, but, right. But I mean, yeah, like. I get it. It is kind of badass, though. She was like, you ain't gonna kill my people. My people won't kill you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, another one that, another woman in history that comes to mind is uh, Madame Marie Curie. Mm-hmm. Um. If you guys don't know, she was um, a physicist and a chemist, and she was the first woman to ever receive the Nobel um, Prize um, Award. And she won um, twice, two Nobel Prizes for... Not just one, but two. Two for her lifetime, um, or in her lifetime, for um, her efforts that she put forth for um, chemistry physics and in the medicinal field um so she's definitely a woman that empowered women through history to be interested in science Mm -hmm. to get involved with medicine Um, i'm a science nerd right and she was one of the women that pioneered that yeah and to be the i mean literally to be the first woman it is wild to think though that you know if we didn't have these women through history like paving the way for us we wouldn't have the jobs that we have we wouldn't have been allowed to have an education right you would have to go get a massage from a man Boo. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. There are some good, good male therapists. Yes, um, mine is amazing. Right, I love him. Well, we work with one too. Yeah, we, I love him too. Yeah, he's he's a great guy. He really is. He's a really good therapist. I agree. A really good therapist. Again, brain mouth not connecting. Right, and you know when you think of like wars and like going into battle you usually think of men but there were some women who um led armies like Joan of Arc right and Harry Tubman yeah um and Joan of Arc ended up being a martyr yeah and if you well and um Joan of Arc met an untimely end yeah um but uh it didn't stop her from what she what what goals she set out for right. you know and honestly even though you know we're talking about the women that led armies um like Harriet Tubman Joan of Arc they're also the women that were there behind the soldiers in um the the world war civil war yeah um like the nurses and yeah and though they and don't, it was usually women that were cooking their food. Right, and they they don't they don't get the credit um, in the history books as much as right. They like our armies would not have had that success or that victory without the women who were behind the scenes right. taking care of them. Right. Um, and then we get into some like completely different. Um, kind of like empowering women, but like Dolly Parton, man, where would the world be without Dolly Parton? I mean, she was one of the first well-known country female country artists that did her own thing. Yeah, and she didn't let anybody stop her. She said, "This yeah. is what I'm going to do. This is no. what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do." You know what's funny though is, um. Chuck pointed out to me that she's always in long sleeves, and I guess there's a rumor that has circulated that she's always in long sleeves because she has tattoos all over her arms, and it makes you wonder, like, if that's actually true, uh, you know, because the internet can tell you anything, but right. I mean, I wouldn't true. put it past her to go get a tattoo with Miley. Right, so, but it, I mean, doesn't I mean it does make you wonder, like, if she's covering, keeps her arms covered because she's still I... upholding an image. I mean, maybe, but I also do think that a lot of older women are self-conscious about their arms, so they usually like to cover their arms. That's true. So it could just be that she's self-conscious about her arms. I still remember her in uh, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like a great movie. Yeah. And if you haven't watched it, you should go watch it, because Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds, I mean, you can't go wrong. <laughs> you can't. You can't. And you know, a lot of people don't know that she was, she had done some risque things in her past. She also runs a, um, the book thing? A book charity, yeah. Yeah, or she for don- children. Donates books to families. I was literally just about to oh, bring that up. that's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so, I mean, people think of her as, you know, Dolly Parton on the stage or Dolly Wood in Tennessee, but she's a, a, philanth- a philanthropist. Well, <laughs> That I don't was... know why you try to say these big words. Right? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> it only doesn't work sometimes. <laughs> a philanthropist. <laughs> a philanthropy. Yes. Um, and she also kind of changed country music. 
Dolly Parton, Loretta Lynn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, like, altered the way that the we Jets. view music. Yeah. And Joan Jett um, altered the way that we view rock and roll. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like she was, like, the first female rock and roller that was, like, really put on the map. I don't know, because I don't know if Janis Joplin would be considered rock, because she was, like, very popular in the 70s. Um, but I don't know if that's the rock genre, Southern rock, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, because I, I know for a fact that Joan Jett is, like, rock and roll, and I think that she really, like, opened up the floodgates for women in rock and roll. There uh, are definitely a lot of female singers, female performers Mm -hmm. that have really pushed the envelope to move things forward for other women Mm -hmm. in that field. Yeah, especially Madonna. Madonna was like... Yeah, she she was like way ahead of her time when she first like 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 a version and people were like, "Whoa, she's thinking about her virginity." Right. And <laughs> she didn't care. She yeah. she put things out there that she wanted to be heard. Like she didn't care if it wasn't what the industry wanted. Right. And uh and now we've got Cardi B talking about WAP and shit. <laughs> I, mean, I know. Thanks, Madonna. <laughs> Somebody else is going to be doing a podcast talking about women empowerment and be like, Cardi B, women empowerment. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, all, all the. I mean, though, you got to think about it too. I mean, if you. Little Kim, DeBrat. It's not little, it's Lil. Lil Kim. Lil Kim. Sorry. <laughs> Lil Kim. <laughs> DeBrat, Missy Elliott. You know, they were women. Okay, that, I can get back behind Missy Elliott. But they were women that opened up the rap genre for mm-hmm. women today. Mm-hmm. You know, they were looked down upon at first because rap was a, a male-dominated industry. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about anything before the 80s. Anything was a male-dominated industry. Right. And, well, and even in the 80s, it was still tough in... Right, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the 80s is when, like, these women really started paving the way. Yeah. It was, uh... Everything. You know, Wall Street, banking, uh, you know, any of it was all male, male, male. Females were secretaries. Females were assistants. Right, or receptionists. Yeah. Um, Like, my grandmother was... um, a telephone operator, you know, like those big um, <laughs> panels that had the lights and the switches. And Hold you would, please. Yes, exactly. And you'd have to unplug it from there and plug it in and connect the lines. That was my grandmother's job. Yeah. So, um, yeah, okay. So then at, at Disney, there's the ride um, and the Epcot ball called Spaceship Earth. And there's one point where you get, it's like obviously the 60s. And you're in, like, some kind of science lab. And there's... It's all mannequins. Mm-hmm. So, but they're supposed to represent real people. And there's a mannequin of an African-American woman in a lab coat. And it's like, you know, for a fact that not only was 
there are no women in the 60s working in that lab, but definitely not an African-American woman. Oh, no. No, it was late 60s, early 70s before segregation segregation was dropped. Right. So it was hard enough being a woman then, but much less an African-American woman. Right. But now if you walked into a lab, it would probably still be mostly male, but you would definitely see... It wouldn't be weird to see women in there. Where, like, back then it would be like, what's a woman doing in here? Yeah, and I mean, and now we've got, um, you know, female doctors that more, um, you know, you're seeing more. I am so excited that we are getting more female doctors. We need more female doctors. And there are a lot of industries now that were male-dominated that are balancing out. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to see that. It's nice to see that it's finally opening up that men and women are equally intelligent and very capable of doing the same job. And, you know, somebody uh, made a point the other day that because of COVID, a lot of jobs have become remote and they haven't been back into the office in like three or four years. So there was this girl that I saw a video on TikTok um, where she um, hadn't been into the office for three years and she had to actually go into her office because she was going to switch her laptops out. Mm-hmm. So, like, her laptop was out of date. They got her a new one. She has to actually show up to the office. So, she showed us her, um, like, employee ID with her picture where she's, like, very, like, dainty, feminine looking. She had long black hair with, like, straight across bangs. And now she's got a shaved head and tattoos all over her head and on her neck. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna need to buy a wig and a scarf. Stat. <laughs> so she ended up wearing like a shirt with a jacket and a beanie. <laughs> but then it's like somebody made the point that this just goes to show that people with tattoos are not less qualified than people with without tattoos. Like she's perfectly capable of doing the same job that she did three years ago. She didn't get less qualified because she had tattoos. Right. No, and I think people look down on me because of tattoos or piercings. Right. Um, and it, it, I mean, like, which is r- ridiculous to me, honestly, because it's not like you've got, like, I mean, not that it should make a difference what the tattoo is, but it's not like you've got, like, a swastika tattoo on you. Or, <laughs> I like, do, I just hide it. <laughs> like, a skull and crossbones. Like, the one that's, like, the most visible is the one that's on your wrist on the outside, and it's oh. a fucking bumblebee it is it's for my son yeah (laughs) well and then i have i have uh corinthians on my other wrist faith hope and love yeah the greatest is love Mm -hmm. from first corinthians i mean it's not like yeah it's not like i have like devil horns or anything like that but no i've had or demons or you know anything like that right and because i have piercings in my face like i get things about that i've gotten things i know but like your piercings in your face Mm -hmm. air quotes is a nose stud and a lip stud and like that's it it's not like you've got like a like the no i don't have no septum septum oh god or eyebrows listen like my my nostril hurts so bad i can't imagine what the septum feels like yeah that it makes my eyes water just thinking about it because (laughs) just think about when you get a pimple on the inside of your nose how bad it hurts that does hurt right or like on the outside of your nostril yes yeah, those don't feel good. I'm chicken shit, dude. <laughs> like, I guess I have tattoos and piercings, but there are certain places I don't want you poking on my face. And you know, like, the luck that I've had 
with my ears. Oh, yeah. With them getting infected twice. I'm like, I do not want to deal with an infection in my face. Yeah. Um, Kelsey had to take her nose ring out because she ended up with a keloid. Yeah. Um, it happens, though, to the best of us. But I had a doctor. It was a male doctor, of course. Um, Kelsey was little. We had taken her to the hospital because of a fever. And um, I guess because of my appearance, he literally started talking to us about how he didn't know that if our our insurance, like talking like we had um, like Medicare mm-hmm. insurance would transfer from different counties. And I said, we have Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, and he goes, oh, then it shouldn't be a problem. But <laughs> it was just literally an assumption. He literally profiled you. Because of my, yeah, because of my tattoos, because of my piercings, automatically that means that... And then there's nothing wrong with it. He shouldn't profile either way. Like there's nothing wrong with having s- state insurance. Right. Don't, don't assume that somebody has state insurance. Like you should ask what kind of insurance they have first. Right. But you can't just assume that because of the way they look, number one. And number two, it shouldn't matter how they look or what insurance they have. Right. We're here for you to treat our kid. Right. Not for you to judge Based on what you think or what we have. Right. And I might possibly not treat you today because I don't know if I'm going to get paid. Right. And is it because I'm a woman that he did that to me? Is it because of the way I looked and I'm a woman? Like, it just makes me wonder. Right. But I just, I don't understand why people are so judgmental sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, But... But I mean, like, yeah, it does happen to women a lot, but I have... Um, I did have a male friend who got treated poorly by a male doctor, which honestly I was like shocked when he told me he had been canoodling with a girl who does lots of other canoodling. And, um, so I encouraged him to go get (laughs) tested for STDs. Canoodling. (laughs) That's great. And, um, so he did. And then the... It wasn't even the doctor, it was like a nurse or whatever, came in to like give him, like, I don't know how an STD test works, but he Just draw blood. Okay, he came in and draw the blood. And he literally said to him, he said to my friend, why are you living so recklessly? None of your business. Like... You piece of doo-doo. Right. Just draw my blood. Right. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I was like, I hope you don't ever put yourself in a position to need an STD test again. I said, but if you do, I'm going to go with you. Because that's ridiculous. What if, like, what if he had been raped? Yeah, but not even Like, I'm not living recklessly. Somebody forced me to do this. Okay, but not even that. Just think about it in the aspect of my mom has worked in the dental field for years Mm -hmm. and anytime that you use a needle Mm -hmm. it gets capped and put in a sharps bucket any medical field but she had a patient and we're talking years ago when she was assisting Mm -hmm. and the doctor handed her the needle the wrong way and it poked her oh and that patient was hiv positive so she had to go through testing for it right and thank God, like she was good, like nothing came of it, but she had to go through months of testing for it. And had somebody like that been drawing her blood and said something like that to her, you know, that would be 
bullshit because right. it's like it, I it had nothing to do with sex, right? Exactly. <laughs> and like something similar happened to my mom. My mom works in a blood bank, right? And um, for the most like like for the most part, usually blood doesn't get anywhere. Like they're usually very careful. But the one time it happened where um, she thought that some of the blood from a, a bag got in her eye, and it happened to be an HIV positive patient. So then she had to go through testing to make sure that she didn't get HIV. Right. And that's the biggest thing is we are not here. We weren't put here to judge each other, but it has become such a common practice. And, you know, it really is a big problem in North America. Um, You know, and I hate to say it, women are the worst. Women are the worst. And not that this justifies it. Or makes it right, but I think a big reason is because society has put so much pressure on us yeah. that then it just comes out that we have to compare ourselves to everybody to validate ourselves that we're doing better than somebody else. Right. Because society has told us if we are not doing the absolute best at all times, then right. we're a waste of space. Right. You feel a pressure to be a good mom, a good wife, a good daughter. Um, a good employee right or be skinny be beautiful all the time you have to age gracefully if you start getting wrinkles you need botox you need to do retinol cream you've got to do this you've got to do that and then but then what kills me is that like this is the societal pressure but then in america the fda is like on crack because our (laughs) our food is garbage right it's literal garbage and so like i i talked about it in the um episode where i talked about um, Italy. Yeah. Where when I went to Italy, I just felt so much better about myself. I actually felt beautiful. One, because I didn't have the societal pressure to look beautiful all the time. But also, their food is just so much better. So I felt better and I felt like I looked better because I did. Because I wasn't inflamed. I wasn't bloated. I was, I had a regular bathroom schedule. And none of those things do I have in America. Right. Unless I have my own farm. I was going to say, and in order to have those type of things here, you have to spend a large amount of money Mm -hmm. because you can't just go and get, you know, your produce, your fresh meat, your this, your that, unless you're going to... Like you have, you'd have to grow your own vegetables and fruits, right? Or you'd have to know somebody who's a farmer that can do that for you, right? And when you buy fresh like that, yes, it's more expensive than what you would get in the grocery store because it's a limited supply; it's not mass produced, right? Um, and you have to be careful because you have to buy it in enough quantities because it will go bad because it isn't full of all the preservatives and all of that you know those gorgeous apples that you see in the grocery store they're that way because they're they're coated in wax right right and that's why they stay fresh i mean if you think about how much time has passed between um the harvesting at the farm and the by the time you buy it it's been quite it's been a hot minute right it's been a little while so you know it's hard to feel your best when you have food that is not be- the best. And I'll, yeah, and I'll tell you before I started working where we are um, and I was home more, I used to, I would go to the fruit stand and I would get my produce there mm-hmm. and I would go to the meat market 
and I would get my meats there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would buy, you know, just my canned goods and stuff that I needed. Um, because of course, you know, I can't keep my kids away from SpaghettiOs and stuff like that because the kids, I mean, I could, but it's not worth the fight. <laughs> Take your battles. Yeah. But I mean, it was, it was better, better food. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find my, found myself the longer that I've been working and the more hours that I work, of course I do go the more convenient route and you get away right. from it's all that. It's just so much easier to order a pizza. Right. Or, or order your groceries out. and pick them up. Right. And you're getting groceries from the grocery store, which aren't, it's not the same quality as the fruit stand or the meat market where you're getting fresh stuff. Right. So. And like, you know, that kind of idea where you're doing a grocery order and having your groceries from a grocery store delivered to you, um, that concept in Egypt, it doesn't exist. They don't really have like grocery stores. They have the market. Right. Where like you have... You go to one store that's got like fruit and vegetables. You go to the meat market, or you know somebody who has farm animals and slaughter them, and then you buy the meat directly from them. Yeah. And they don't really ever have to freeze their meat because they eat it every day. So it literally gets cooked and it's eaten within like a week. Right. Well, and that's, and yeah, that's the thing. And I know you and I have had the discussion because I found myself, um, the more that I got into the job and the more hours that I was working, I found myself like feeling like a bad mom because here I am going back to frozen ravioli for dinner or, um, you know, putting chicken patties for chicken sandwiches in the oven. Right. You know, and I know we had that discussion and I'm sure that there are moms out there that feel that way. But remember, (laughs) back in the 50s, moms were mostly stay-at-home moms Mm -hmm. and the TV dinner became popular. (laughs) So just remember that when you start feeling like a bad mom. At least you're not making TV dinner. Right. Or if you are, just... Remember, they were stay-at-home moms. <laughs> and they still took the easy route. Right, tea dinners. So just don't feel bad. Don't hate on yourself. Right. But And I think that also, like, I mean, if you're telling yourself that it's a time thing that you can't cook a, a home, home-cooked meal because of time, and that may be true, um, I mean, I am a big believer in that you make time for things that are most important. Right. Um, so if you've are feeling guilty and you are making those TV dinners, there are other convenient things that you can do that aren't time consuming, um, but will also make you feel better about what you're putting in your family's bodies. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so. I got, got using the, into using the crock pot more, mm-hmm. pressure cooker. Crock pots, the Instapot. Mm-hmm. Um, My air fryer. Yeah. I mean, you know it when I make the homemade chicken tenders. Like, it's... Oh, my gosh. Those things are so good. Right. And it's not anything frozen. It's literally fresh chicken with breadcrumbs, parmesan, and you pop them in the air fryer. And bada-bing, bada-boom. You dip them in some sauce, and they're delicious. Right. And um, that pizza that you made, um, because... I was telling you that my massage therapist is going gluten-free now. Mm-hmm. So some, he said, I can't have any more pizza. And I said, no, you can. I was like, Amanda made this the other night. Yeah, it was really good, actually. It was like a chicken parm, mm-hmm. but then you put pizza toppings on it. 
Yeah, and it's just made, now that you can make it with canned chicken, I've seen it that way, but I was kind of like, eh. So I used ground chicken. I don't like canned anything, to be honest. I use ground chicken, um, Parmesan, um, a little bit of mozzarella, some breadcrumbs and an egg, and you mix it all up and you spread it out on your pan and you bake it. Um, and you shape it however you want the pizza to be shaped, round, square, triangle, who cares? <laughs> however you want it to, but yeah, whatever penis. shape you want. Whatever. But then you bake it. And when it comes out, did you say penis? <laughs> <laughs> when it comes out, you put your sauce and any toppings that you want on it, just like a pizza crust, pop it back in the oven for eight to 10 minutes. And you've got pizza that has a crust that is low carb mm -hmm. or no carb, but low carb because you put breadcrumbs in it. Um, and it tastes good. It's, and I made mine with uh, pepperoni and mushrooms on half and just cheese on the other half. So it was good. It was really good. It was really tasty. And uh, um, then you're also getting that extra protein. So if you're also a parent that has a hard time getting your kids to eat some protein. Um, yeah, because even Colton ate it. Yeah. And Colton's a very picky eater. He is. Um, he would live on Pop-Tarts and SpaghettiOs if I let him. Yeah. Although I can't say that because he does eat fruit. Yeah. I have to kind of force vegetables. But I he just, does eat fruit. <laughs> I don't ever remember being a picky eater, but my parents were also the type of parents that like you eat what was made for dinner and yes. if you don't like it then you oh, don't yeah. eat um mine were that way too yeah there was no i don't want that can i have this instead you just had what was made for dinner which like now i understand it because my dad would work all day mm -hmm. and he'd come home and cook and for everybody to want something different it was a lot for him so yeah. you'd come home and make one meal right I try to be conscious of what they like too, but I mean, again, it's going back to what society, what pressure society puts on women. If you're a working mom, then you're not making enough time for your kids. If you're a stay-at-home mom, then you're not helping the household out enough. You're, you should be doing this. Mm -hmm. Like there's, it's a double standard. If you breastfeed, then you're making your kid only count on you. If you bottle feed, uh, formula feed, then you're not giving your kid what they need. Like it's always right. a double standard when it comes to women. But if, if you co-sleep, then your kid's gonna be too dependent on you. If right. you carry them all the time, they're never gonna wanna be put down. But it's like, yeah, they're a baby. Right. Well, and it's the same thing. And it is society's standard and it's so, there's so much pressure on women. If dad goes and takes the kids to McDonald's, he's oh, a great dad. It's so good that your husband helps out with the kids. Right. Yeah. he's. He's the other half of this family. Right. But if you as a mom bring home McDonald's for dinner, it's why aren't you cooking for the kids? That's so bad for them. It is society's double standard. And they, it, there's so much pressure on women. Yeah. Even now. And that's the biggest thing is we, we as women need to empower each other. We need to push forward and we need to support one another and not tear each other down. Right. And it's so sad. And social media. And what we also like just need to mind our own freaking business. So as I say, social media has made it so easy for you to tear people down. Yeah, I also think that things would probably be a little bit different if social media wasn't a thing. Because if, you know, Susie posted a picture of her breastfeeding her kid, that's giving people the opportunity to voice their opinions. And in America, we have freedom of speech. Which is a great thing. Yeah. But um, if social media wasn't a thing, then nobody would know that Susie is breastfeeding her kid. Right. And that's that's where it's tough. It, I mean, it's like I said, it's one of those things where you have 
you know, as a woman, and if you, if you see that and you don't agree with it, that doesn't mean you have to be negative. You can just say, good for you. I'm, you know, that's your choice. Right. It doesn't have to be, um, that's so disgusting or why are you posting that or nobody wants to see that or any of that, or you should bottle feed your kids going to be this. It should not be so negative. Right. There is so much negative. It costs you zero dollars. Right. And zero effort to mind your own business. Just scroll past it if you don't like it. Right. Don't tear each other down. And like we like, and it's. It's not so much, like, more about, like, tearing each other down and being so negative. It's also, like, you have, in a day, so much energy that you have to put into things in your day. Do not waste that energy on trivial things. Who cares if Susie's breastfeeding her kid? You've got three kids who are sitting on the couch on their phone right now. Why don't you put your phone down and go do something with your kids? Right. Or little Johnny is on his third pack of Pop-Tarts and that's all he's had today. But nobody's criticizing you because you didn't post it on social media. Right. But you know what? If we just said, oh, well, at least little Johnny's eating or at least little Johnny has food, you know, it doesn't right. have to be, why is he only eating Pop-Tarts or Pop-Tarts are so bad or any or, of that. Or, you know, like, um, hey, I really think that the kids should be eating something else other than Pop-Tarts. Um, why don't you give me your cash app or your Venmo or give me your address so I can send you guys some food. Right. Or, um, let me message you this recipe that your kid might actually might like. Seems right. how he likes Pop-Tarts. Right. You know, there are so many ways that you can give constructive criticism as opposed to just flat out negativity. Right. And it's, it is, it's, I, it's like you said, it's. The pressures that society put on women. Yeah. And then, um, you know what happens when, when pressure just builds and builds and builds and builds? Yeah, you explode. Yeah. So we really don't want that in society. We don't want exploding women. Um, <laughs> Dude, I just pictured, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like just combusting. Yeah. But I mean, like, don't you feel like that some days? Yeah, I feel like, like I'm on fire. Yeah, and you really feel like if, if somebody says, if somebody so much as looks at me the wrong way, I'm going to combust. Well, you and, and I'm going to blow have. the whole world up. Yeah, at each other. <laughs> right. And a lot of it has been stress from, that it's we've just bottled up right. stress from work. It's never an issue that we have with each other. It's, it's always, always the pressure. work. The pressure from something else. Yeah. Right. And then we end up crying on the office floor. Right. Eating Cheez-Its. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just, all, we let all of that stress just eat at us and eat at us and eat at us. And... It, it just finally just explodes. And it is, it's like freaking Jack-Jack on Incredibles. Yeah. Like you just, <laughs> and fire. Yeah. Yes. Next thing you know, he's got laser eyes. Exactly. <laughs> walking around the grocery store and all of a sudden somebody, you know, drops an apple on your foot and you're like, ah! <laughs> And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And you're like, I'm going to kill you. Right as you like laser across the floor in front of him with your laser eyes. <laughs> right. And they're like, oh my God. Right away. <laughs> a woman it is hard to be a woman and any man who thinks that being a man is harder than being a woman can 
go eat themselves. <laughs> Themselves. Off of any high place. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> yes. And I'm not, you know, and I'm not saying in any way if to any of our male listeners that men are not good dads, that men are not good co-workers, that men are none of that. Or that men don't have stress or don't have pressure. Like everybody's got that in society. Right. But I do think that it is extra hard for women. Because men don't judge other men like women judge other women. Right. And you know, I actually was thinking about this today. You know how like we both love drag queens. Like they're hilarious. Yes, queen. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and you know like they can roast each other and they just laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Like, that's my sense of humor. Like, that's the kind of sense of humor I like. And that's how me and Julia joke around. That's how you and I joke around sometimes. But with some women, you can't do that. And I was like, why can't I do that with my friends? And I was like, oh, yeah, because drag queens are men. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but men don't... They don't take it to heart. Right, well, and they don't walk around looking at other guys going, God, man, he needs to lose weight or... Ooh, that's a horrible beer gut. Or, you know, yeah. men don't do that to yeah. each other. Those shorts are way too short. Right. Men, well, I mean, men don't do that to each other. <laughs> but women will walk past somebody in the grocery store. And I can't say that I'm not guilty. And just, I, I again, I'm not going to voice it, but not think to myself, dude, she needs bigger shorts. Right. But why are we like that? Like, <laughs> bro, her ass eating her shorts right but why are we like that that's what i'm saying like i'm because not... we know that if we wore something like that that other women would judge us i guess i mean if i'm not the it's type of person that's gonna voice it and i'm not the type of person that you find on social media that's arguing or being negative to women right like that's just not me i'm right. not now if i had a friend who was Wearing shorts that her ass was eating. I'd be like, listen, if this is the look that you're going for, go off me. But if this is not the look that you're going for, might I suggest a change? A little wardrobe switcheroo. Right. Well, and then it's just like when you you send me pictures, like of outfits that you get, Mm -hmm. and you ask my opinion. And I told you, like there was a pair of pants or something that you had, and I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I'd like those. Yeah. You know, but I'm not going to be like... Oh, those are terrible. You shouldn't wear those. They're ridiculous. They're horrible. Like, I don't know if I like those. Yeah. Or I don't know if they fit that great. Well, like, usually that's because, like, I know that I'm my own biggest judge. Mm-hmm. And the way that I see myself in the mirror is not how other people see me in the real world. No. So that's why I need to send a picture to my friends and be like, do I look as ugly as I feel no. in these Not pants? at all. <laughs> no, but there was, I think we all agreed, though, about that one pair. Like, you ended up, you were like, nah, I don't think I like yeah, these. I, I, I sent them back. <laughs> right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we can be honest with each other without being nasty. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And that's like, um, there's the difference between being what I call radical, radical honesty and just being mean. Like, I'm not a mean girl, but if you ask my opinion, honey, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not... going to give it to you. So I'm I'm more of the, like, I'm going to be honest with you, but I'm going to sugarcoat it. Yeah, I don't sugarcoat shit. Like, I, I can't just come out and be like, dude, that is ridiculous. But, like, see, the other thing is, like, even if I wanted to sugarcoat it, I can't because my face tells you the truth before I do. <laughs> I mean, I will tell you it looks ridiculous, but I'm going to tell you... 
in a totally like roundabout nice way. Right. Like that might not be the look that you are going for. That's yes, totally. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It, it might not be. Like, <laughs> right. right. Whereas like, I would be like, you'd be like, do I look good at this? Or like, uh, no. Right. So I'm going to be honest, but I'm going to just beat around the bush a little as I'm being honest. <laughs> Laura's just going to be like, take it. The fuck off. Right. <laughs> huh. I think I spit on my mic. Oh, that's why they don't share mics. You have your mic, I have my mic. I got a little overexcited. <laughs> my fierce impediment kicked in. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you salivating? <laughs> a little bit. I'm thinking about chocolate. Chocolates? Chocolates? <laughs> oh man, that's good. So, um, if you're a woman out there and you're not feeling very empowered, then I recommend that you go do something empowering. You know what the the number one thing I've done in my life that made me feel the most empowered? I took kickboxing. Oh, nice. You know what makes you feel empowered is beating some shit up. And I, like, I didn't know my own strength. I did not know that I was <laughs> a strong gal. I am, in fact, a strong gal. If a man came at me, I have full confidence that I could take him. I would not, like, see, in self-defense, I am aiming for the areas that you wouldn't normally aim for if it was, like, a competition. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going for the goods. I would win. I'd get away. Um, so, I like, things like a rage room. If you feel like you're... <laughs> I so want to do that. I do, like, too. I just want to go smash it. Yeah, axe throwing. <laughs> That's um, fun. Axe throwing is so much fun. If you, like, feel like you're not, like... Maybe the brightest crane in the box. Go do an escape room. Because it makes you think. And chances are, you'll be able to solve it. And you'll win. And you'll feel smart. Um, and it also gets you out of the house. So anything that involves you getting out of the house and moving your body is always a good idea. Um, and it doesn't have to break the bank. No. Get a group of friends. And it's usually like 20 bucks a person to do an escape room. That's fun. Yeah. Escape rooms really are fun. Yeah, I was a little uh, apprehensive, but... Oh, that's right. The one that we did for my birthday was the first time you had done one. Yeah, I was, I was kind of like, didn't know what to expect. Okay. But it was definitely fun. Yeah. I think your kids would enjoy it. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if they will just fight with each other. I don't, I don't think so. It's like, it's, it really is a good team building activity. It is, because everybody has to work together, but my children sometimes fail to work together. <laughs> so. But they tend to get along when they're out in public, so I feel like... They do, because when we go like on vacations and stuff, they have each other, so they have to get along. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe. A little adventure to have with them eventually. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. Um, so... And if you, like, if there's one outfit that you know that you feel really good in and you're feeling down, put that outfit on. Even if you're just staying at the house, put that outfit on and do a little photo shoot with yourself. Right. And you don't have to have makeup to be beautiful. No. I, you know how many days I wore makeup last year? Four. Right. Four out of 365. I, I can probably count on one hand because I, I will put makeup on if we're going to an event. Mm-hmm. Or if we are having a date night and I just want to make myself feel good about myself. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess that goes to show how many dates I went on last year. Um. <laughs> but even so, like I, when we go 
places, like on the weekend or whatever we do with the family, I don't put makeup on. I don't put makeup on to go to work. Every once in a while, I'll get up and I'll look at my face and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I need to brighten things up and I'll throw on some mascara and some eyeliner, you know, just to wake my face up and feel a little better. But it is definitely not common practice. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most of my patients are face down anyway, so. Well, so like this how it in high school. <laughs> Like, all the girls are, like, dolled up and, like, they've got perfect hair. And I'm, like, you get up how much earlier in the morning to do that? And I'm, like, I would rather sleep. But that was me in high school. Yeah. That was me. I mean, in hindsight, I did have depression. <laughs> but that- So I wasn't, like, excited to get out of bed in the morning. So maybe if I didn't, like, if I had known and I had treated my depression, then maybe I would have been that girl. But I wasn't. I would rather sleep. I, um, yeah, that was me in high school. Like, I did my hair, I had makeup on, um, uh, yeah, even when Chuck and I, like, when we first met, and then we first started dating, like, I always had, when I would see him, I always had my hair done, I always had makeup on, like, that was just a thing. Yeah, but did you do it because you liked it, or did you do it because you felt like you needed to? In high school, because I felt like I needed to. Right. To fit in, because... I also think that that's the reason why I didn't do it, because in high school, even though I was, like, stressed and espresso depresso about other things my physical appearance I never had a problem with I did and that that was because I was never that I was never that tiny girl I was always average yeah and I mean I was average but I was content with average I was like I'm not drop dead gorgeous but I'm also not ugly but I was I was considered I was considered fat in school even though I God, I wish I was as fat then as I thought I was fat. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I thought I was, like, some days I had, but felt like I was fat. And I was like, I was 125 pounds. Yeah. See, I, I, would, wore, I wore, like, a size 10, a size 12. You know, a size 12, a size 14 mm-hmm. through high school. Which is what I am now. And I was, I was considered heavy. I was considered fat. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's... It's not. Made, and it Maybe made, it's a little thicker, a little chunkier right but it's not fat to look back at that as an adult now i'm going my god because kelsey is a size well she's between a 9 and 11 she likes to wear bigger sizes because people pick because she's not tiny right but she's not built tiny we are all built different right you know she's She's built like father. <laughs> she's, you know, she's a, a big girl. She's tall. And you know, it's like, that's the thing. Like, in Europe and in Canada and Egypt, they literally don't care about what you look like. They literally don't care. And that's where it bothers me. Like, and I bought, and it bothers me sometimes because people will say things to my kids mm-hmm. about my size because I'm a bigger person. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me because it makes me makes me feel like that if I wasn't like this, they wouldn't get picked at for things. Um, and um, for the most part, like I've always, obviously, I've always been a, I've never been a petite person. I'm just a bigger person. But I hate that people use kids use that too as an as an insult to other kids right it's not fair to them it's not and again it comes down to a majority of it goes at kelsey and she's a girl mm-hmm. yeah, kelsey gets picked on way more than her brother does right he gets called short because he's little 
for his, I mean, he's little because he's on the very young side of a middle schooler because of his birthday. But he gets picked on because he's short sometimes. He gets picked on because girls call him ugly. And usually I tell him it's probably because they like you. Right. If they got your name in your mouth, then they like you. Right. But For women, if they don't like you, then they don't even think about you. Right. But she has been, since sixth grade, she's been picked at. She's been picked at for her chest size. She's been um, catcalled. And you know, it's crazy. You really can't win because like when I was in elementary and middle school, I was the complete opposite. Where I was petite, I was skinny, I was flat as a board, I had no shape. Um, I didn't have hips, I didn't have a butt, I didn't have boobs. And I was made fun of for being flat chested. Right. And especially in elementary school, because I went to elementary school in Sanford, Florida, which is predominantly African American and Latina. And so they were all much more developed than I was. And now I'm bigger chested than most of them. And I'm like, you did this to me. You jinxed me. Now I've got back problems. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that she's, and it's just the opposite for her. She gets picked up by girls because she's bigger chested. She gets catcalled by boys because she has a bigger chest. Oh my God. The amount of times I've been told that I've got DSLs. Or like mommy milkers. That one. That one. <laughs> I had never freaking heard that until my sixth grader came home and told me an eighth grader told her she had nice mommy milkers. And I literally looked at her and I said, what the fuck is a mommy milker? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, it's your chest. And I said, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the first time I got told I had nice DSLs. And I was just like, I don't know what a DSL is. I was thinking like the delivery service. (laughs) (laughs) So then, of course, I couldn't talk to my parents about this stuff. So I went home and I went to Urban Dictionary. And I found out what a DSL is. What's fucking Urban Dictionary? (laughs) (laughs) And I found out what DSLs were. And I was like, well, I'm not friends with that guy anymore. Yeah, I just don't understand. In these, I mean, it's like they're getting younger and younger. The more, you know, the more the but time But it just goes doesn't, it doesn't change. It doesn't change because now I'm a massage therapist. And the amount of men that I have that ask me if I offer happy endings. I'm like, sir, I work at a doctor's office. Do I? Men are pigs. Men are pigs. Oink, <laughs> oink, motherfuckers. <laughs> Again, not all men, sorry. To but any like, of our male I don't listeners. know, it seems like like 98% of men. So if you're a part of the 2% of men who aren't like that, um, we love you. Um, I'm single. Um, you can contact me on underscore with the end happening on Instagram. Um, if you live in Florida, even better. <laughs> but listen, all of our ladies out there, empower each other. Be polite. If you're going to criticize, at least criticize constructively with a solution. Right. And good rule of thumb. If the person that you are going to give constructive criticism cannot change what you're going to criticize within the next five minutes, keep it to yourself. Scroll freaking past it. Just move on. Right. They will live and you will live without a comment. There was like, I went to homecoming one year 
and this girl was wearing this really cute white homecoming dress and it was like glow in the dark kind of thing and a glow stick had cracked and got all over the back of her dress oh gosh and my date was my boyfriend and he said well we should tell her and i said absolutely not do not ruin her night no it's in the back of her dress she has no idea it's there she's having the time of her life and chances are when she goes home and she takes her dress off and then she's gonna leave it on her floor she's gonna shower she's gonna go to bed tonight tomorrow morning it will have faded and it doesn't glow in the daylight, and she'll probably never know that it was there. Right. And it's not going to be in any of her pictures that have her face in it because it's on the back of her dress. Just let her enjoy her night. Right. Yeah. Just just be supportive of each other. Yeah. Love each other. Be kind. Build each other up. If you see somebody in need, fulfill it. If you, if you can. can. Right. Offer help. Yeah. Be a solution. Not the part of the problem. Yes. Well, we love you guys, and we hope that you feel empowered. Um, if you're a man, I hope that you feel empowered just enough to not have a big head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, find, a, find a neighbor who's a, who's a woman and give her a compliment that doesn't have anything to do with her physical appearance today. Right. You drive great. Your driving is excellent. Right. You're the smartest person I know. Your sense of humor is so funny. Your smile lights up the room, but I think it's more so your personality that shines through your smile. Compliment them. Yes. Positive. Positivity. Yes. All right. Well, have a happy Monday. And um, hopefully we made your Monday a little bit brighter. Yeah. Until next time. Adios.